0: You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network.
2: I got fifty. I got
0: fifty for days. Brought to you by Finning Canada. The parts you need when you want them.
2: Welcome to the Real Life Podcast, episode 16, brought to you by our good friends at Finning Canada check him out. They even follow Wanye Gretz on Twitter. That's how cool they are. So we welcome in Wanye uh, Gretz from a compound in Mexico where he is uh, has two cans and some tin foil to make sure his internet works. Wanye, how are you? That is accurate and I am well. Thank you. How are you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, Jason Strudwick, former NHLer, host of Dinner television, where he's going to wear a puffy jacket on TV today, we would hope.
1: (laughs) Every day. I wear it every single day because people don't like it. And I do like it. And I got this on sale. It's a double XL. Of course you got it on sale. Usually you don't get beauties like this on sale, guys. I can find it. Mech. I got it for a very, very good discount. Uh,
2: And I'm Jason Greger, and uh, we have lots to discuss on the show today.
1: Yeah, lots to get to tonight. But first to start off, or today, um, usually we start this podcast promptly at half past the hour, and uh, we have, we're had we delayed today because of uh, Sir Jason Greger. A little bit of an incident on the way through, doesn't want to obey uh, the traffic laws like the rest of us. We respect, when it says 60 or 70 or 80, we respect those laws, but some people think they're above the law, and that is where you fall in, Greger. Why don't you tell us what happened on the way here and why we're delayed to start.
2: First time, I can't remember the last time I've had a speeding ticket by an actual police officer. I've had many in the mail. You know, but, but aren't those the same thing? No, because you don't get any demerits. But still, you're not no, obeying the law. Yeah, I know. But the difference is, Strides. I would have showed up on time because I wouldn't have known I got a speeding ticket until a week later when it shows up in the mail. <laughs> this one is totally different. This is the one where all of a sudden you see the lights come on and you're just like, oh, like it impacts you. I find a lot different. When you get it in the mail, it's just annoying. You're like, what? Really? You look at the picture and you're like, well, I guess I was speeding. I don't think it deters anything. But now it's like, officer comes up, hi, can I have your driver's license? Can I have your registration? everything great guy was super nice. Like, Oh yeah, I really like your show. I'm like, well, you don't like it that much. Cause you didn't give me a discount, <laughs> but I didn't say
1: that, but I wanted to. So you like Steven Seagal think you're above the law. No, not at all. Why
2: is that? Why, don't, do think, don't, why no, don't you obey the law? I, you have I kinda, multiple my, tickets. You know what it is? My, well, no, I, I haven't had a demerit ticket for, I have zero demerits. Yeah, but you can't. So this now means I get
1: three. So it's kind of annoying. But you can't say that. Juan, you back me up here. You can't say you haven't had a lot of tickets. You have had tickets because you're going too fast. Well, I
2: get like one a year. Oh, it's well, not well, like I have a ton of well, photo
1: radar. Well, you just radar. said you've got many photo radars. So what is it? Is it many? or well, is I it get one like a one a year. a year, I would say. Okay, well, I think we're going to have to get yeah. caught. Well,
2: I, I will say this. No, that's not true. I would average it because when I, when I first moved into a new neighborhood five years ago, yes. I think I got literally probably 10 photo radar tickets in the first six months. Because there was, a, it went from 60 to 50 and you didn't see the sign. So I was getting it like going 62 kilometers. It would be like an $80 ticket. It was just a pain in the ass. You're not even speeding at 62 kilometers.
1: Wani, what do you think about? It? I mean, this—you're getting ten in five or six yeah, months. I know that's well, a problem.
2: That was a one-time thing. Yeah, I figured it out. Slow learner. I'm just
0: laughing at Gregor, n- demanding that he because he knows his show, he shouldn't get a ticket. <laughs> no, no, that was a <laughs> joke. i was just eye. saying, <laughs> like, well, like it was almost more I like insulting. Your show. The guy's yeah, like, yeah,
2: well, hey, that I, re- I really like your show. I'm like, well, you don't like it that much because you would have. <laughs> I never said, don't give me a ticket. At least give me a discount
0: you know lousy Illuminati always getting away with murder
1: uh, you know he probably said hey I love your, your show but him. say hi to Dave Jameson for me
0: <laughs> back in the good old days Gregor when you drove the, the Kia that had your big giant head on the side of it you'd have gotten away <laughs> scot-free just,
2: just for the record I never had my giant head on I did have some of the worst logoing uh, the first early years of starting my company yeah. it was it was like I had a rainbow bright Kia <laughs> it was a white Kia and it would just had all decals I remember decals. one time seeing
0: you I saw you on the white mud i was driving we were right by the ski hill right by riverbend and i saw you in your truck and i just met you and i was like good god that guy has a sign right across his truck what a greasy move hey
2: you know what wasn't greasy that's i had to pay the bills that's that's i'll get free vehicles to start early on you have to do it and when then you, you had your head
0: in the subway station oh that like, one was lord a, look at that guy's head yeah, that was a that's pretty greasy. big head though yeah you,
2: you know what that was good. And, and you never had any of your friends take that photo and then just send it to you I was just like <laughs> oh really that's unique probably about 150 <laughs> yeah. of them and every time they'd stand in you you were on buses for a while too things. you
0: had a while there where you were everywhere you were uh, in the Spice Girls I do I buses, do actually you were in the subway
2: wait wait till you see uh coming up in in May what's uh what's coming out it'll be quite fun probably one of my favorite because every what now, now and then hey I'm on radio I have people advertise my show I should advertise so uh when sure. I made the uh, the fun of cavalia where I was on the horse and had yeah. Chris Pronger chirping my show so I have a new idea that's oh, coming that's out in good. May it'll be good I've well, seeing seen that in a urinal so, so in a nightclub and sir, being like, wait. damn, yep. that's greasy. Just, just wait here. Wanye, when was the last time you got a speeding ticket?
0: Uh, ooh, I don't really drive all that much anymore. Can't reach the steering wheel. <laughs> no, Sorry, sorry, I had to no. say it. I had to say it. <laughs> no, it's harsh. It's harsh. No, probably in the summer.
2: Uh, okay. And struts? Uh, I but- get them all the time, though. Yes. I never know
0: where I'm driving and I never am paying attention to the speed limit. And I get pulled over and they're like, Do you know how fast you're going? I'm like, I don't even know what road I'm going on, man. What's up? (laughs) Okay, I will. What do you need?
1: I I got one. Do you remember when they changed the uh, speed limit in the school zones from 50 to 30? Well, you spent in a school zone. That's like double work. This, and you
0: have three kids.
2: This
1: was the first day. Don't get get Jeez, off your soapbox. You're wow. the one that's... I would need protection from you on that the road. That guy ropes. has
2: three kids. You're that, right. you're that guy right. who's got his window rolled down, blaring, <laughs> blaring your uh, Justin Bieber music and blowing through the school zone at 70 kilometers. <laughs> this, nice this, struts. This, Real well, nice. Listen, the
1: first day they changed it from 50 to 30... I didn't know that a school on the other side of the block, it would still affect 95th out there. So I was going through and I pulled over and I could tell the guy felt badly, you know, and I said, listen, I get it. You know, this is your thing. And he's like, you know, I, I don't want to get you a ticket, but this is the first day where I'm like, no problem. No problem. I'll take the ticket because, you know, after that, now I always recognize because I'd like to go down to 20 in those zones for kids. I do have kids. We don't need people flying through there. But that was the first day. And I didn't know that changed there. And,
0: I like how yeah. you're like yeah. Now, now Struds, did you Strouds, did you expect the cop to be like, oh hi, Mister no. Assistant Captain of the Oilers? I respect no. your power play game. No ticket.
1: No, no, not at all. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not like that guy.
0: Hey, he hey, get a deal. Just, just wait a <laughs> second. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Within six
2: months of being retired as an NHL player, Struds couldn't g- even get up to the to the uh, oh, uh, suites at Rexall Place for That's an true. Oil Kings game. What? He had just retired for six months. I had to come down and get him. They're right. like, oh, Mr. Oh Grant, yeah, God we'll get you. But I'm like, oh, it's Jason Strutter. He used to play for the Orders. Oh, man.
0: That was yeah, so and we wonder why we haven't made the playoffs for 10 good years. <laughs> yeah. It
1: was a charity event, and
0: uh, I didn't have a ticket. So I just said,
1: hey, you know what? Can I go upstairs for a charity event? And the people there, and they knew me. They're like, I'm sorry, Mr. Strutter. We can't let you go. Oh, my me. God. I'm like, I are at the Oil Kings. And I did want to be like, I'm like, I'm just going up there. Like, I am promise you I'm not trying to steal my way into an Oil Kings game. And uh, they're like, honestly, Mr. I, you're going to have to wait. So I'm trying to call these guys. Gregor, Rob Brown is there. A buddy, uh, Johnny Winwick from ATB. Try to call these guys. Nobody, nobody's answering. So I'm just sitting in the lobby like... Hey, how's it going? I'm like, <laughs> it's going pretty good. I should be upstairs. You know, I was so I was so embarrassed. People kept walking. by, hey, Struddy. I'm like, hey, how are you doing? I just greet at the door like Walmart <laughs> greeter. Um, but I did get up, and uh, they did apologize.
2: No, uh, sometimes mistakes are made. Last night, yes. And, oh, uh, or sorry, on, on Sunday night at the right, Oscars. Right. Uh Show I thought was okay. I'm I'm never one to really critique the uh, the show. I, I thought Kimmel was funny. I, I liked uh, yeah. his ongoing chirps of Matt Damon. I thought it was quite good. So you have Warren Beatty up there and Faye um, Dunaway, and they're announcing, uh, you know, basically the biggest award of the night, For sure. right? Movie of the year, and you saw him hesitate a few times, kind of like, well, he was delaying it. And then they announced La La Land. Yeah. They get up on stage, and literally 15 seconds where they're on stage, and you can see one of the uh, Oscar people in this on the stage, and they're looking at the envelopes. And I was like, I said to my wife, I'm like, I think they got the wrong name. She's like, well, that's impossible. Right? And then you see Emma Stone go, oh, no, right, in behind yeah. there. And then all of a sudden they're like, uh-oh. And the guy's like, well, we lost. <laughs> so my question is, if you're Warren Beatty, and, and he had, he yeah. came on afterwards and explained it and said, well, I have the car that says Emma Stone, would you in that moment have been he Well, like, did he decide, well, sorry, did he have decide Carter, who won? Would you have done won what he or did, did he just and say La La the same movie Emma Stone ahead.
0: was in? And so no, he said co- La La Land won.
2: Yeah, well, the card said Emma Stone La La Land, so he was just kind of... Yeah, he said La La Land won.
0: Well, you know what I think, boys? You want to hear the God's honest truth? Here we go. It's fake. They know that every year the Oscars are in decline, and they're actors, and they understand the value of drama, and they understand the value of making something that will make millennials be like, OMG, and double link to shit and whatnot. And I honestly think the entire thing's rigged because had they announced the right movie, we wouldn't be sitting here today talking about it. And I think it's probably the most talked about Oscar moment since the last, you know, chaos that occurred on stage. I think it's fake, personally.
2: That's interesting. Uh, wow, I didn't know you are such a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, though. Moonlight was a movie that had a really great story. It had a really strong, passionate, I think, message. And for them not to... Because when they got up to accept their award... It was also anticlimactic, right? They almost said, well, geez, we're really sorry for La La Land. And I don't think the onus was on
0: what a great film that actually was. So
2: I I don't believe... Well, and it's a
0: victimless crime, right? La La Land had already cleaned up that night, so no one's hopes were dashed.
2: Well, no, they had had won a few things, for sure. But uh, Moonlight had had won uh, a fair amount as well. La La Land, they they were nominated for 14, and they didn't come close to winning that, right? Like Emma Stone won, the director won, the music guy won. But I, I don't know if... I would look at the Oscars, and I think the fact that Amazon, you, Mr. Internet, w- would recognize that they are changing. Like, Amazon was up for an award, Wanya. Like, I, I don't know if they would do this just to get uh, pressed because it's it's not necessarily positive. Although the fact Warren Beatty stood up and said, hey, I just want to explain it. And when you see him doing it, I've seen him act.
0: He's not in on the joke, probably.
2: No, right? no, he can act a lot better than he did if, if that was just acting. I think they would have... Uh, you know, considering most of them are up for Actors of the Year award, I think they would have pulled it off better. No, that, that looked to me like it was pretty honest, just somebody handed the wrong uh, envelope. I yeah. just want to know why they have well, two different envelopes. To,
1: to me, it looked authentic as well. The the problem I have is that you steal a moment away from Moonlight. Right? Yes. You can never get that moment back, and I'll compare it to sport. I, I cannot stand when an athlete uh, is found out eight, ten years later about a drug test they lose. And now, oh, congratulations, Jason and Gregor! Now gold instead of silver. Oh, yeah, great. that moment you'll never get it back. So <laughs> someone email or doesn't email? They probably uh, you know send you over to UPS. Uh, oh, here's your gold medal, Mister Gregor. Send us back to silver. No one's there to celebrate. With you don't have that moment on the podium with your in- national anthem. It's ruined, and that's why I feel bad for Moonlight.
0: I don't care about La In this analogy, Gregor, in this analogy, what sport did you just get gold in?
2: Oh, it's probably a home run hitting contest against Struts. Oh my God. <laughs> Ooh, running spicy. on his lips. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: but didn't you do like a whole bunch of? Didn't you do like a race and like a decathlon of sports media events recently? Like, didn't you do a whole bunch of different things? You did.
2: Uh, well, I did that triathlon. Uh, I, I did. It, I did all three legs of the race where yeah. I had three other media people. Each one biked, one yeah. swam, and one ran, and I beat them. And you did. You went against wow. all three. Yeah, and I beat them. But yeah, how- but one was one was our good buddy Stoff, so it's not saying much. But
1: how did those legs? Propel
0: you
2: hey, forward. See, so Struds, you, you have to. Here's the thing. First of all, like you're a pro athlete and your legs are maybe a half an inch bigger than mine. So let's start yeah. there, so right? Your mitts are bigger. Yeah. And your
0: arms are also freakishly long. Yeah. Well, no, my, <laughs> I'm the long. only
2: one who has arms that are proportionate <laughs> to her body, okay? Freakishly a, long arms. I got the alligator and the orangutan in the podcast and I'm just. Wingspan I'm just a of a 747. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? The, you're right. My legs aren't overly thick, but they're rock hard and they're powerful. A lot of people would
1: say you're running on fingers.
2: Hey, whatever I run on. See an ostrich they can fly <laughs> you're running twigs. on fingers yeah
1: like we'll let your fingers do the walking uh, that's the yellow pages that's literally
2: what gregor does <laughs> uh when that, you, that's like a knife when you let your fingers do the walking it's for something totally different but uh, <laughs> anyway let's uh, let's move on you have a new man crush yeah, struts, you know struts Case... uh, Wanya, this is gonna be tough for you because you've had probably the biggest man crush of anyone on the show but i think i think oh, uh, wow, struts you want to now... step up
0: to the crown struts you want to be the guy who has the crazy man crush good luck it's a big crown okay. it's heavy responsibility. I'll just be the prince of man
1: crushes. But Jason Greger, we were talking about um, the, uh, what was the last award show? The Grammys. Grammys. And you said how great the uh, weekend's performance was. And I was like, you know what? You're right. It was good at the time. But uh, since that time, I've been, I went back and watched that performance. I've watched, that was Starboy he did. I believe that song he Mm -hmm. did. Then since then I've been going back, I've been listening to more of the weekend. And now I absolutely love, uh, I feel it coming. That song, it is such a good song and this was off camera or off the radio but you told me that he also sounded like Michael Jackson and you're right it is eerie I I, I feel it coming is an unreal song and I on it I can see it in my or I can hear to my ears that he is just like Michael Jackson and you also mentioned that we don't celebrate him enough as Canadian and I'm, I think I'm with you this guy has got vocal talents off the chart I mean I I, I love this guy I'm, a, I'm one of his biggest fans unbelievable Wanya, do you, do you know the guy I'm talking about do you guys get the uh, the oh, top yeah. 20 pop down Absolutely. in Mexico
0: yeah, we're getting uh two thousand and three right now. Is that what year it is? <laughs> we're getting like Ricky Ricky Martin. I like that new hot track La Vida Loca. That's where sort of my jam this summer. Summer jam. Uh no, weekend's great man, and he's a producer too, right? He makes all his own stuff and that's oh, really, really impressive. I, yeah, I think he haircut. actually now I could be wrong and I'm not used to actually saying things that people are listening to. So if I about to spit a whole bunch of incorrect facts, as I recall them, I think The Weekend has done work with Michael Jackson vocals and tracks and stuff like that in production. And I think he like cites him as a huge influence. Like growing up, he learned to sing falsetto, mm-hmm. singing Michael Jackson and stuff like that. So he's a pretty yeah. interesting dude. He's got an amazing story.
2: No, you're definitely bang on, on on that stuff. I i read uh, i read an article on him, and understandably so. Why, when you look at the genre of music that he's in, Michael Jackson was obviously a guy like he was the king of pop. Like, who, if you're sure. in that genre of music, if if part of you aren't uh, isn't influenced a little bit by Michael Jackson, sure. you're probably in the wrong genre. But, but yeah, no, like he,
0: being able to channel Michael Jackson 20 years later is completely different, right? Oh no, like I, said, yeah. he sounds a lot like oh. Michael Jackson, like eerily so, and that's really interesting
1: yeah I feel it coming that's where the song to me I just it's, it's ridiculous how I, I didn't like the the, the thing I, this first song or one of the first songs I heard I can't feel my face I didn't understand it I didn't understand what that <laughs> whole song meant so I, I just I threw it aside uh, I can't feel my face when I'm with you but I like it
2: yeah it's because you're but numb like Struds you're numb it's just like you've never really, you've never really had that deep seated passion right? Evidently no, not. you idiots. It's a song
0: about cocaine. Don't you see the irony that a song about doing cocaine won a kid's choice award and the weekend had to go up on stage and started laughing and accept it. It's a song about drugs, man.
1: What? So he's doing the cocaine and that makes his face go numb and he's with a girl. Why do you want his face numb when he's with a girl? I don't understand the connection here. Well, I know I because he says, I can't feel my face when I am with you, but I like it. But I like it. So I'm assuming he's talking about his partner. Maybe. I
2: don't know. I guess no, he's a girl. They're saying that he's talking. Wanye claims he's talking about cocaine. I'm not sure there's been any. He says guy.
0: he oh. says he's talking about cocaine. Well, Go so read interviews. Said. So now
2: the there's guy's articles a, about okay, well, it. I'm losing. Okay. So now he's a yeah. big now he likes right. uh, he's a snowblower. Is that what you're telling?
0: Snowblower. Yes, exactly. Oh, he's snowblower. like very like publicly talked about substance abuse issues and all the temptations that he faces on the road is a rat, oh. As a major artist and stuff like that. It's like a central theme in his music.
1: That makes so much sense. So, the person he's saying, I can't feel my face when I'm with you, he's talking about the cocaine is you. Yeah. I can't. Oh. Well, where's this you, been? You I've been, been finding this for months. I can put this baby to bed. I'm out of here. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> uh, it that makes the- so Holy much God. sense.
0: Thank God I'm on this podcast or you guys would to talk for 45 minutes. like Ooh, maybe the girl's pretty and he met her at the dance and he's talking about cocaine. Oh, uh, my God. Well,
2: you're, anytime we need any drug paraphernalia yeah. or any it, stuff on drugs, you're yeah. in Mexico. That's why we go to you. Guys, right?
0: wow. I'm in a compound in Mexico. Do you think I'm going to miss an obvious cocaine reference no. in a popular culture song? Clearly
1: not. Clearly that not. so much. Thank you, Wani. That huh. is the greatest tidbit of information I've received today. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome.
2: We're going to take a quick break. Struts is going to just get himself reset. We're going to (laughs) talk about the deadline. Some some interesting moves in the National Hockey League. And there's a Wednesday at uh, 1 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, 3 o'clock Eastern. Well, really, it's probably about 4 o'clock when you consider by the time those trades come in late, like Patrick Maroon did last year for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, We will break down what's going to happen before Wednesday, what's already happened, and how it impacts the Oilers and the Calgary Flames who suddenly are surging here on the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Finning Cannon.
1: it's late and you just finished a full day of work your equipment is done for the day and tomorrow bright and early you start all over again you know what you need to keep it running smoothly but there's not a break in the schedule to make that happen with over 1.4 million cat parts at your fingertips on parts.cat.com getting that part just became easier any device, anytime, anywhere. Get what you need, when you need it. Order today. Parks.cat.com.
2: We are back. Real Life Podcast brought to you by Finning Canada, Jason Greger, Jason Strudwick, uh, Wanye Gretz joining us from the compound. And uh, Wanye, I know you're you're on the internet on dial-up every day. So you're waiting to see. You probably just got the news <laughs> that uh, Bishop has been traded to the Los Angeles Kings. Let's start there, Struds. What do you make of that deal for the LA Kings, who right now, them and the Calgary Flames look to be battling for that final playoff spot?
1: Okay, there's two parts for me. First off is they bring in Bishop when Quick comes back. Uh, if Now, many people are saying, well, they brought Bishop in because maybe they're not sold that Quick is 100% right. If i'm the kings i'm not 100 sold that quick is ready or healed i don't even put him in this year at all then i make the trade for bishop so i don't buy that argument i don't think that there's a problem with quick to bring in bishop to back up a guy that you're not sure his groin's gonna hold on doesn't make any sense to me the second part though and the bigger part quite frankly for the individual player quick has got his deal with bishop he's an unrestricted free agent this guy is coming off uh you know he's been sharing the duties somewhat with Vasilevsky in tampa Now he's coming here. This is his home run time. This is his time to get a lot of cash to get paid. The problem is now he's going to a team that might not make the playoffs, might or might not make the playoffs. And if they do make the playoffs, everyone in that room knows that Jonathan Quick is their guy. He's done it for them before. He's won them Stanley Cups before, been a part of winning Stanley Cup teams. So if you're Ben Bishops, are you excited to get traded at LA? I'm telling you right now, I would not be excited at all. Whatever he says publicly, he is lying because... He knows this is his big chance to get a lot of money, and there's going to be some contract or some other goalies going up for free agent. If he's not playing in big games and doesn't make the playoffs, this hurts his value from a free agent perspective.
2: But he wasn't going to make the playoffs in Tampa Bay anyway. Yeah, and he was splitting duties there too.
1: But I think we knew he didn't get traded. So go to a team where he has a chance to be the man or get a more opportunity yeah, to play. I'm not sure there's a
2: team out there where he could be the man, right? Like you look at, look in the West. San Jose doesn't need him. No. Edmonton, Anaheim doesn't need him. Chicago, Minnesota, St. Louis. But
1: St. Louis, I mean, I I would have thought a little while ago. Yeah, maybe. But I
2: think Jake Allen's recovered enough that they're, and the Blues aren't going to take on a, like plus he's a 5.9 cap hit. They're keeping some money back though. Tampa's keeping some cash back.
1: And then even like Calgary, maybe that'd be a test drive to bring him in. I know they're surging. I get it. I see they're doing better, but why not bring him in, test drive him, see if he can get going. He'll want to prove a lot. I, I just don't see the fit at, at all. And quite frankly, I'm not sure the return is great. Could they have not gotten more early in the season? So I, I this to me, this this trade makes no sense to me from really all from Tampa's perspective, the Kings and Bishop's Bursley. Greg's, I mean you've kind of disagreed with me, but I, I I I just it doesn't make a lot of sense at all. I'm surprised the market was this low for Bishop.
2: Well, goalies historically at the deadline, other than the time that uh, St. Louis went crazy on Ryan Miller, yeah. th- there's never been a big return. Right? Like, now, Dwayne Rolson, I guess, did cost you a first round yeah. pick. Right? Uh, Peter Budai, what's funny is the Kings say they never trusted Peter Budai. Yeah. All the guy did was he played like 58 games. Right. Like, what more do you want from him? So I, I was kind of surprised by that. Uh, I think it's a good deal for Tampa Bay, right? Uh, they get rid of the money, they're not going to the playoffs. They get a guy. If Peter Budai is your backup, I think you're fine. Vasilevsky, and you've got yeah. a veteran backup. So if Vasilevsky struggles for a bit, you could say, hey, Budak could play four or five, six in a row if we have to. So I really like the trade from Tampa's perspective. I'm with you. I'm kind of perplexed why L.A. would go out and get him when they had, like I'm not sure it improves their team that much unless they think Jonathan Quick, they just don't feel he can play a month. That, to me, struds, I think this illustrates okay. that maybe they don't have that much faith in him. And really, their playoff hopes are going to come down. They got four meetings against the Flames here in the final 20 games of the season. And if if they split those, meh, they're going to, ideally for LA, who's chasing now, they're going to have to win three or four. I think it's it's going to make for a, play, a great playoff race. And the Orders, who aren't completely uh, safe yet from Calgary, they're only four points ahead, them, but they're 10 points up on the Kings, right? Like the Orders are making the playoffs for sure. But uh, they still want to finish, I think, second or third. They're tied with Anaheim. It's a battle. I was just surprised LA would make that trade. Um, I- I'm not sure Jonathan Quick worries about uh, Bishop in the in the locker room too much. I just think if if there's something the Kings aren't telling us about the health of Jonathan Quick, that's what this trade s- yeah. screams for me. But then why bring him back if he's not ready? That to me, he's, no. he's still your goal no, next. No, no, strides. I think he's ready. I'm just not sure they trust that he can be ready okay. for a month straight without okay. getting injured again. Right. But that's
1: what I'm saying. Let, just leave him on the side. Just leave him out. Let him have a full summer recovery.
2: Yeah. Well, 100%. Like,
1: this guy is going to be your goalie next year. Quick. Yeah. You know? And so, he's your investment. If that's fine, say, we're we we're, we're want to rest this 100%. We're bringing a bishop. Let's let Bishop roll then. Juan,
0: what give do you 10, think? I could give 10 absolute shits about any of the, everything you said after the Oilers are making the playoffs for sure. I just stopped listening. <laughs> I was just like... Holy crap. Did anybody else hear what Gregor just said? He just said the Oilers are making the playoffs for sure. And that Gregor voice where he's super confident about something. Well, then we are going to have something. to devote one of these shows. We're going to have to, when the oil are in, if this is really going to happen and I'm not willing to say it because I've had my heart broken more times than I can count when they are in, we're going to have to devote a good show to how incredible it is. The oil didn't make the playoffs for 10 years and how wonderful it is that they're back. Cause that's a whole thing and a whole scenario and a whole conversation to have.
1: When that time comes, I can tell you playing the playoffs is something special. Now, I didn't play a 1,000 games in the playoffs like some of these great but the games I did play, everyone was so special. Being around it is just amazing how cool it is. But to get there, we still got to get through some some issues. Exactly. I think a trade that I think actually has an impact on the Oilers, not maybe directly, but Hansel was moved. And basically, when you tear it down, it's basically Hansel for a first and a second rounder basically that's kind of what it goes to. I mean, I know Ryan White was going there was a couple later draft picks exchanged.
2: Well, they, well they got they got Hansel, Ryan White and a fourth rounder right for a first, a second and a conditional pick in 19. Right. right? So, to me, could you you give up a second rounder for Ryan White and a fourth? Would that would that be cuz really that's you you're you're dropping two rounds yeah. and you're getting a player in Ryan right. White. So, to me it's Hansel for a first and a conditional pick, which you know, isn't crazy. But the conditional pick could be quite high if they make it a certain distance. Yeah, but if they make it, then you don't care. Right,
1: but yeah. I guess, but I guess it does matter relates to the Oilers because I mean this these last two games if, to me, if anything, showed the Oilers need to be better on face offs. Oh, I I feel, I don't think I'm this I'm not reinventing the wheeler, but there has to be improvement in the face off dot. I think may maybe getting tired there.
2: Uh, Connor's young. Well, here's um, the thing, Strads. I looked at the Oilers face off yeah. numbers. Uh, Latestu was 52% in the first quarter. Yeah. He was 49 in the second, and he was 51 in the third. So okay. he's fine. And, and Connor McDavid, though, his face-offs have gone – he actually had his best quarter at 46% in the third quarter. Which for him is the best because he was 43% in the first yeah. 20 games, 41% in the next 21, and then 46 okay. in the last. The problem is the amount of face-offs. He's taking significantly less face-offs now because right. he's playing with sidle. Right. And Dreisaitl is about a 48%, 49% guy, which is okay. But they definitely could use, if they've got Latestu who's over 50, I find sidle wins the big ones. But Latestu said it best. He goes, these guys will improve in the faceoff. When they decide that improving in the faceoffs is important to him, and he goes, "I know that might sound crazy, but there's certain times when players want to really focus on it, and that's what I'm going to put in the time." Okay. And you can have the coach talk to you and tell you're blue in the face, and he goes, "You can do the faceoffs and practice every day, but if you aren't really willing yeah. to want to focus on it, and I'm sure you can relate to that oh, as a player. Sure. Certain elements of your game, so yeah. they could go out and get a veteran. But like Brian Boyle is a 51% guy, which is obviously better than something else, but. I, I definitely think they have to improve there. there there's no arguing. Like Ju has come in, he's a big body, but he's a rookie and he doesn't right. seem to have that yet. Um, it's an element that and I think they need another veteran winger. So
1: your priority is winger. No, or no, no. Center. My priority isn't a center
2: one for okay. sure. I think they need two. I think they need a I think they need a, a center and then they need a winger. And if that you know, Slepyshev can go to the minors, which yeah. to me doesn't hurt his development at all. Sure. And you know, could you look moonlight in and out of the lineup? Okay, well, I
1: want to ask you both this. So let's say the price is we don't have a second round. The owners don't have a second round. Yeah, they're not,
2: they can't give up their first for more. Right. So no then chance.
1: somehow you have to figure out how to make that happen. But are, is this the year? To to what you're talking about, there'll be some some assets to have to give up to that. I'm saying I don't want to be a negative Nelly, but I'm not willing to part with anything. The owners, aren't, they're not deep enough as an organization Agreed. to move away draft picks, to move away young prospects for something that
2: I don't see this as their year. So I'm very hesitant to make S- trades. So here's the guy I trade for. I trade John Mitchell, from Colorado, who's 54% in the face-off. Right. He's making 1.9 in cap hit. You can get Colorado to take half of okay. it or whatever because you give up a fourth round pick for him. Teddy right. Purcell was a third rounder, right? And that was right. a guy who had 32 okay. points. Now Mitchell's having the worst offensive year of his career, mm. I don't care. I'm not asking him to bring some offense. And, and when he's got four years of being a 10, 11 goal scorer, I think he's just having a bad year. Sure. That can change with the trade, but there's a guy who I agree with you. Boyle's maybe the top of the list guy. Yeah. No one's talking about John Mitchell in Colorado that's the guy I honestly I go look for he's 54% in the draw he can play in your fourth line he can kill penalties and he's going to cost you nothing and that at least sends a message to your team you're trying to improve without blowing away the bank and if you have to give up a fourth rounder for John okay. Mitchell or a fifth I would do it and I think Colorado a team that's in a full-on rebuild they're going to look to acquire as many draft picks as they can.
1: Juan how do you feel do you think it's time to would you look at moving some good assets to add more this year because the team is playing pretty well.
0: I think, pardon me, I think you're absolutely right. Like, there's a time to empty the cupboard and trade all your draft picks because you're trying to gear up for this being the year. I don't think that this is it. I think, like, the organizational aggregate total of playoff games is, like, 40. And if you take out Milan Lucic, it falls to zero, right? I think that they need to have at least one year to just get their, their feet underneath them, right? And playing in a playoff game, I don't know nothing about nothing. I haven't seen a playoff game since I was six years old. But, as I recall... It's a completely different matter to the regular season. And I don't think that they, as an organization, have the experience yet. The coaching level and whatnot they do. But I also think that they don't really have that many prospects coming up through the system. And I wouldn't be giving away a first-round draft pick this year when you don't necessarily have a lot of guys at forward coming up through the ranks.
1: Yeah, that, that's how I feel. And I, I get it. Like, it's in—it's t- interesting to say, oh, add Bishop, add this guy. Or not Bishop, Boyle. These types of guys. It's exciting to think that. But this is not the year to do that. You have to be calm. I I agree. I like that idea of Mitchell. I like a later draft pick because, I mean... It is hard. You got to keep looking down the road. Chicago keeps adding these guys. Where the hell did Nick Schmaltz come from? They just pick these guys up. They draft them. All of a sudden, they're up in the organization. The Oilers are not even close to that. And, you know, it's, it's going to take time to get that. And you have to keep drafting and developing. And that's the main focus. That is the foundation of a good organization right now. They're not one player away like Minnesota feels like they are. So I think this is the right move. I'm very interested to see what happens before Wednesday. I will go on record, though. I do think they have to get a backup goalie. I still am. I'm still. But who though? There's like, who's well, out there? I, that, I'm, I'm concerned. I, I think you maybe try to bring it like a, a, a Neuverse. Anyone. Like just another guy that you can be like, all right, we have someone. Anders you no, know, Craig McTavish, stuff was scouting uh, the Buffalo Sabres. But
2: again, so if you're bringing in a backup. Right. Are you bringing in to re-sign him? No, I'm bringing him in as an insurance policy. It's,
1: if Cam Tabo goes down, I want to know I have three options rather than just two.
2: Okay, but what can you give up to get that? Like you think the See, cost will be nothing? I, I, I'd almost, I'd just be like, hey, we'll take this guy, like seventh round, whatever,
1: as low as I can go, because on the value's on. There's quite a few options for that s- second tier. Well, it was a fifth.
2: It was a fifth round where or the orders got four honors Nelson. Right, right. So maybe they just give it back.
1: But then, if we're giving up a fourth and a fifth, now you have two, a second and third rounder. Yeah, and then well, maybe they can give seven. up
2: some of their B level prospects because sadly they got more right. of those than they have A level. And right I think
1: now. that's maybe where you go. Here's a warm body. Maybe take a warm, I don't. You know, they're just, I do feel, he, I want to have options because if something happens to Talbot, and I do think he's getting tired. I know you guys don't want to hear it. I think he's getting tired. Some of the goal he's letting in now, and I'm, It's they're not losing because of him, but he's not where he was before. He can say he's not. I watch the games. I feel like he's getting tired. He needs a break. Strongly, I feel very strongly. Yeah. Well, about
2: you that. look at their schedule. After Tuesday, they got yeah. three days off, and they play once, and they have two days off, and they play once, and they have two days off. He's from uh, from February twenty eighth through until March tenth. He only plays three games.
1: But I think what he needs is almost like a work week where he can get back on the ice and just work on his skills. So he goes. I know I'm not playing that game. I so I can have six days of focused. Like goalie coaching and work on my game and get sharp again, rested, and then go again for the hit. Oh,
2: that's possible. I,
1: I really feel that he needs to be, and this is not just him; it's every goalie. You know, I saw it with all the goalies. They just need. We, I need a break. I need three days of like goalie school. Go through it, get sharp again, get rested, get healed, and then have another good push. You can't do that when you're playing another team. You barely in practice.
2: Quickly, Wanye, zero one two or three trades for the orders before Wednesday.
0: Oh, golly. I couldn't figure out what you were counting off there. I thought you were counting, like, up to something. Uh, took, oh, hell's bells. I don't know. One. One trade. And everyone's going to get mad be? about it. I a center, know, a, a winger? Yeah, a centerman. A centerman. A greasy one I've never heard of. And I'll be like, no. oh, and I have to look him up. And i like, do I hate him or do I like him? then I'll go to Twitter to figure out what I think, as I always do. <laughs> Oh, man. And everyone's going to be like, oh, my God. Can you look at his Corsi Colcom 7 root 8 Factor B number? He's the worst slash best. And I'll be like, mm-hmm. What does Willis think? And I'll be like, whatever the opposite of Willis thinks is what I think.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb. I, I, I don't want to give the ass. I know what you said. But I think if you really need to. I think a centerman and a backup goalie. I hope it's not expensive. I like your idea of trading away a B level prospect for one of them and maybe a late round pick. I'm I'm very I'm green. I want to hold as many draft picks and as assets as I can, but I do think those are two areas to give the team a good chance to win are areas that to shore up. Gregs?
2: Uh yeah, I've said two all along, so okay. I will uh, I will stick with two, but uh, I think it's going to be a center and a forward. I don't know if okay. they uh, get the backup goalie. Just be, I looked up. I don't. I don't see there many. Newworth is obviously one, and Philly. Now they might trade him, but a week ago he had started six of seven, and they were right in it. Now, of course, they're six points out of the playoffs. Which at this time of the year, that's you know, with three teams ahead of you, Jump. you're pretty much done. Wanye, be safe in the compound. We will talk to
0: you next week. Are we done? Yes, we're done. What the hell? Really? I had all these things I wanted to talk about. What do you want to talk about? Well, I want to talk about all sorts of things, but we're done. We, I'm not cheap. I don't work extra hours. This isn't my full time job. <laughs> I got Mexican okay. shit to do down here.
2: <laughs> okay, well, uh, have fun yeah. with your Mexican stuff. Uh, enjoy your tacos, and uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. All right, boys, take care.
1: Strud's, have a good one. Good time, one. You have a, a, a crepe for me down there in Mexico. I hear they're
2: great down there. <laughs> That's a real life podcast brought to you by Can.